All right, folks, we are live here on this episode uh, on our youth chat. I have a special guest here, uh, Will Moore. I'm excited uh, for you viewers here today to uh, just hear this guy's uh, heart for uh, youth uh, and, and the lost, and most of all, this generation uh, that needs encouragement, but most of all, needs hope and Jesus. Uh, so I don't want to do all the talking here. We're going to have some questions for him. He's going to pray for you. Uh, at the end, he has a word, I believe, as well. But I'm going to let Will introduce himself, where he's from, and uh, what he does. So take it uh, take it away, Will. Yeah, man. Well, man, I feel like, first of all, I'm so thankful to have uh, this opportunity just to hang out with you. And, and I love your heart to really bring people together and encourage uh, encourage people, especially the kingdom right now during this time. Well, you know, I'm, I'm here in Nashville, uh, representing with my Nashville hat, if you're wondering what, what that is. But we're a little bit north of Nashville, but nobody knows where Hendersonville, Tennessee is, so we always say Nashville. But uh, yeah, I'm here at uh, Long Hollow Baptist Church. Been here about seven and a half years now. Just stepped into uh, what we call the global student pastor position, um, and so I oversee all the student ministry. But uh, just super excited and honored to be a part of student ministry. Period. You know, for me, I think I think the biggest thing is uh, during this season. It's been it's been interesting, huh? Like I, I think there's so many words that people have used for this season. It's like you know unprecedented times and all these things that we've heard. I'm like, if I hear that word one more time, I think I'm gonna uh, I think I'm gonna throw something across the room. But uh, but it's so true. And what I what I think I've learned the most is is doing what we're doing right here. You know, I mentioned to you earlier. I, I think the biggest thing that the Lord's put on my heart, even pre-COVID, which is interesting because um, I had already had this desire and this, this, um, got a place in my heart to really bring the kingdom together where we could like cross denominational bounds and, uh, not worry about the territory. Isn't it interesting how churches have territories. Like, I think that's the thing that gets me fired up the most is in our city alone. I mean, we've got, if you, if you were to branch out into Nashville, I mean, there's some amazing churches here. Yeah. Uh, amazing church and so what what i saw when i first got here seven years ago there was this weird tension even amongst our students were just like oh well, i'll go to I, thanks for inviting me but i go to this church and i'm like what in the world is happening oh wow so it, it's interesting though you know but uh the lord put on my heart like what if we what if we mixed that and mm -hmm. we actually like we we showed our students we showed people like it's about jesus in in the church not a church mm -hmm. and so uh, we had already collectively with about, you know, four or five key churches. Uh, I say key just because they were involved in the in the thought process um, here to start something we call movement, where movement is uh, an opportunity for all churches, different denominations, everything to come together. Well, we had our first, you know, movement weekend where we teamed up with Student Leadership University and did a massive weekend. Um, and then that was in February, the end of February. And then what happened in March, <laughs> like COVID happened and everything shut down. And, and so what, what I saw was we had already started that mindset of like, you know, God, what are you doing to bring people together mm -hmm. to scatter the church? Mm -hmm. And I was going, all right, so what's that going to look like? Well, then people started doing what we're doing right now. Hey, hey, what, so what are y'all thinking right now? How are you leading your students right now? Hey, what are your students walking through? What about your parents? And so what I saw and the word that the Lord gave me, and what I'm, I'm, I'm saying all that to say this, mm -hmm. Brian, is I think, I think as leaders, 
of students, leaders of youth, especially church leaders, we need to have this idea or this, this, this thought process that, that collaboration is greater than comparison. Mm, that's, so, that's so key. Repeat that one more time for the viewers. I think that's a great word. Collaboration is greater than comparison. And what I mean by that is this, is like if I'm sitting, you're always going to be in the spotlight of, or in the shadow rather of someone else, right? Like, you know, growing up, being athletics, even all the way through college, like there's always somebody that was better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always somebody that was bigger, somebody that's better, somebody that somebody's watching more than you or whatever the case may be. There's always going to be another, another person, another organization, another church, another whatever that's going to be not, I don't like the word better because of church, you know, lingo, but that that's doing things well. Let's just say that. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. always trying to achieve what somebody else's is, what somebody else is doing doesn't even, let's say you accomplish it. doesn't necessarily mean that it fits where God has placed you now. Yeah. You got to take on the identity and I always, always, I love this. I heard Steve Gaines say this one time from, from Bellevue Baptist. He said, God has called you to a city, not a church. Mm, that's good. So quit worrying about what a church is doing. Focus on the people in the community that God's placed you in and reach them. That's good. So collaboration is greater than, uh, greater than comparison. How can we learn from each other? How can we have conversations like you and I are having? So that's, that's really, I know that was a, a lot right in the beginning, but that's really, I wanted to say all that to get to that point is how can we as leaders, how can we as students, you know, how can our students go, you know what? Collaboration is really greater than comparison. That's so key folks. I really enjoy that. That's a, that's a great segue uh, into the next question, but, um, that's what we're learning. That's what we're learning. That was the first question, but he answered that for you folks. Uh, just breaking down walls and breaking down barriers and being a church uh, that is unified, not worrying about our denominational uh, labels, but being a right. church and also too of where you're planted and, and, and being faithful uh, where God has planted you right there, not looking to other churches in comparison but being creative of right where you're at. So that's a great start. I love that. But before we begin our next uh, question, I do have to ask you one thing. Do you know where Adams, Tennessee is at? Adams, Tennessee. I'm not, I'm originally from Arkansas, so I'm still, I'm oh, still seven man. and a half years in learning where everything's at. Well, the reason why I ask you is I did uh, youth with a mission. I did YWAM there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, we were out in the boondocks, but anyway, it's about 45 minutes south. Uh, of, uh, uh, of uh, the city of, um, tenant of Nashville, that is. So anyway, that's a side note for you guys. Uh, you know, if you're interested in YWAM Youth of the Mission, uh, hook, hook me up. I'd love to share a little bit more about yes. that. Anyway, we're getting off the topic, but this is a, that was a great segue into my next, uh, uh, into our next questions here, is, uh, is what uh, were some wins and some losses uh, during this time? You know, you, you just talked a little bit about what you're learning but also, too, you had this big conference, uh, and then COVID hit in March. But through that all, what do you learn, or not what do you learn, but what are some wins and some losses, or even some takeaways uh, uh, with this? Yeah, I, I'll say I'll start with I'll start with the latter because um, I think if you can recognize your it, for the question, your losses first, or the things you need to work on first, then that actually makes you better long term. So for us, I think the biggest thing that we realized in this season was, um, was how are we, how are we really engaging our leaders and how are we really engaging our parents? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, and I'm not afraid to say like our biggest gap and our biggest weakness in our ministry has been 
our parent ministry. Mm-hmm. We have parents that are involved, but how are we actually ministering to parents? And, you know, part of the, the collaboration and the collaborative spirit was I, I've asked that question because I've recognized, mm-hmm. you know, I'll tell our team all the time and I tell people all the time, I can't fix something I don't know. Um, and when you figure out what your blind spots are, if you're too prideful to, to, to one, put those in front of people to ask for help, uh, then you're never going to, you're never going to make it because the church isn't about you. Your church is about God putting you in a position to steward and shepherd the people well. And so for us, I could have very easily just been like, our parent minister is not very good, but I ain't about to let nobody know that, you know? So, so I'm on the phone, I'm talking to people like you, I'm talking to people like how, how do you run your parent ministry? What does that look like? Um, and so I would say a big, a big, a big, uh, um, something that we really need to work on is our parent ministry. Uh, and then our leaders, you know, one of the things I really saw was there were some of our leaders and we have incredible leaders. So I, I try to be careful talking about this because I never want anyone, like if our leaders watching this, I don't want them to think, well, Hey, thanks. We're awful. That's not what I mean. What I learned was who was really able and capable to lean in. Like, I mean, all in, to our student ministry and invest in students because um, I always use my wife as an example. My wife is a full-time working uh, professional in the hospital. I always tell people she's my hero uh, and because she is, you know, she didn't get off because of COVID. She was in, in the middle of it. Yes. And she, she eventually had to take a break from serving with student ministry. And everybody's like, Oh, the pastor's, you know, the pastor's wife taking a break. What's that mean? It means, it means she's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't fully in her heart and her mind give our students everything that she could, that, that she had and that they needed. And mm-hmm. so I think that's really what I recognized during COVID where there were some leaders who were like, I'm not about to let our seniors miss out on their senior year. So I'm going all that. I'm making yard signs. I'm taking them goodie bags. I'm doing all this stuff. And then some are like, uh, I haven't heard from my leader in uh, about three weeks, you know? So, but it wasn't because they weren't good leaders because they, I think what God was doing was slowing them down for them to recognize, I think it's time for a break and it's okay. So I say that to say this, I think we could have done a better job, me personally, because uh, a lot of our team did an incredible job, but me personally, mm-hmm. I could have done a better job as a leader to really invest in our leaders during mm-hmm. this time. And so I would say parent ministry and, and, and how we led our leaders, our group leaders uh, could have been better. But I'd say the win was this, we have been stretched and stretched and stretched to think outside the box to think differently. And so what I told our team going into all this is I don't want us to think short term. I think if we think short term, and what I mean by that is how do we just get through this? How do we just get through COVID? How do we just get through the first four weeks? Because that's what we thought, right? Two to four weeks, we'll be fine. We'll be out of this. We're rocking and rolling. Camp's coming, baby. Well, (laughs) you know, when you're two months in, you're going probably canceling camp, you know, like, what do you do? So if we were to back up to to the the right before spring break when I called and canceled all of our spring break mission trips and had a parent say this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of, you know I think she wanted to say you're an idiot but she didn't she was too kind, um, and then the next week Trump shut everything down, um, so that was from the Lord. I told our team how do we think long term? So good. what we do now is not going to be something we automatically stop once COVID's over. It's something that we continue. So what can we create? that engages and enhances our ministry or engages our students, enhances our ministry, but we can continue to do even though, you know, five, 10, 15 years in the future. And, and I, you know, that's the thing I've been most proud of our, our team about is yesterday we just recruited recorded what we've been calling Tuesday talks that was live on Instagram. We just did um, uh, like a, a whole two months worth of, 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 of content because Tuesday talks aren't ending because students were back in school. 
You see what I'm saying? So now we're able, and students are latching onto that. We're engaging, we're involving students. And so I think the biggest thing that we, that I've learned is how can you push yourself to think outside the box, to be creative, uh, and again, to collaborate with other churches. That's so good. I just want to, uh, for you viewers, just to, I uh, want to ask you one thing here, Will, uh, that really just struck, uh, you know, a chord in me as well for encouragement, uh, too. Uh, as parent ministry, I think that's so uh, so key, a key ingredient. Uh, what were some ways, um, you know, with parent ministry uh, uh, that you're doing differently now? Maybe you can just go in, maybe expand just a little bit uh, on that too. I think that's key. I think that would be encouragement, even for myself, you know, because, you know, parents uh, need encouragement just as much as the students, you know, where they're at, you know, how can they disciple at home? So just to maybe expand on that just for uh, just for a little while here, if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that the biggest thing was we were communicating with our leaders or excuse me, with our parents, but we weren't, we weren't really walking with our parents. And so we always say we want to partner with parents. Um, that's, that's our heart. You know, they're the primary disciple maker, but you know, if you're not able what, what I learned was parents freaked out when that actually came to life. Yeah. When they weren't able to just drop their student off and, and let us do our thing as the professional Christians, yeah. parents were going, okay, you've said this for the last however many years that I'm the primary disciple maker, but when, now that I'm in it, I don't know what I'm doing. And that was okay. It's not even a bad thing about to parents. That's just like reality setting. So what I'm doing, Brian, is this, is I'm teaming up with our, uh, our student discipleship pastor, Shane Sisk, who's incredible and an incredible resource for anybody watching this that wants to talk about discipleship and how not only for students, but for what we're talking about now, parent discipleship and staff discipleship, no one in my opinion is better at it than, than Shane. And you can, you can, uh, you can email him. It's just shane.sisk at longhollow.com. Um, great resource. And he'll talk your head off about how to disciple or he's just got a lot of tenure in ministry anyway. But what, what he and I talked about is this, is how can we provide curriculum even that mm -hmm. is essentially a sermon-based curriculum from our student resources mm -hmm. to what we communicate on a Wednesday? How are we putting that into the hands of our, of our parents every single week? Um, how is, how can he reach out? How can we as a team actually reach out and say, Hey, um, Hey Brian, you know, how is, how is, you know, your, your son or how is your daughter doing, uh, with, with what we're teaching right now? Are there some questions that you have? Are you struggling to have these conversations? And then a step further is we, you know, as Shane oversees our student discipleship, we call them D groups, which is typically three to five students, gender specific, closed groups with an adult leader. But what we're doing now is we're going, okay, what if, what if we really had parents that wanted to disciple their, their kids? You know, sometimes we can have a great, a great a strategy to disciple, but we also put that strategy in a box. And so we were focused for a long time on middle school, high schoolers spread out all over the city, getting our leadership involved and going, all right, we're going to have this many groups uh, of students disciple. But then we're going, well, we didn't even, we didn't really plug in or tap into our parents to equip them to do that. And so that's really the biggest thing right now is how are we putting stuff in front of them? The emails that we send, are they engaging and are they resourceful or are they just bullet pointed, um, you know, calendar dates, you know what I'm saying? So really just being intentional and putting stuff in front of them that they can actually take and use. That's good. Parents, if you're watching this, if you tune in, whenever you do, uh, you're not alone. Uh, 
what Will said. Get your hands on these uh, resources. Email uh, Shane or even talk to Shane. Uh, shoot him an email. Be encouraged uh, with discipleship because, you know, we're here for you. We love you. We're praying for you. But most importantly, yeah. it starts in the home first and foremost. And then that's where we can reach uh, our youth, wherever, however that may be, whether we're in a gym, whether we go from home to home. Uh, but parents, just want to encourage you here as well that you're not alone. You, we're in this uh, together to disciple this next uh, generation, to reach right. this next generation with the hope of Jesus. Uh, so with that's a great, I, I, oh man, I, that encourages me and gives me some ideas uh, for uh, reaching out to my parents uh, as well, walking alongside them. Uh, so thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. Discipleship sure. uh, is where it's at. Uh, it's, that's my heart. Uh, so uh, thanks, man. But that's a great segue into my next question uh, is ministry uh, in this time, but ministry moving forward. Uh, you know, how do you how do you see that? You know, you've kind of been talking about uh, being creative. And I think that's the the, the uh, if you want to say the new normal, uh, trying to find creative ways to reach uh, our students. Uh, but go ahead, man. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think the biggest thing we've got to be careful of is try not to define what the future looks like and try not to define what a normal is. Because at the end of the day, even right now, there is no normal. The normal is there is no normal. And I think that's the way we have to look at it. So um, the way we are processing things right now, I think you have to have, you all great leaders have to have foresight. You know, our pastor Robbie talked about this last week. I think great leaders always uh, have a problem to to rest in the present because great leaders have to think about what's next and what's the future because you have to lead people somewhere. The issue is you don't we don't live in the present. Um, so with me, I'm struggling because I've I've been for the last six months going. All right, well, then what are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? And then I've kind of missed a few things in the present. So what I've tried to do is slow down and, and take this approach. That, you know, um, Jeff Borton, he oversees our next gen. He's our next gen pastor here, an incredible leader. And he, he and I were talking one day, and I'm talking through how do I lead our leaders and our staff through this. And, and he said this. He said, well, I want you to take this open-handed approach, um, which, you know, we've heard that before. You know, allow the spirit to move, all those things, which is true. Yeah. But when you've got your hands on something that's really, really uh, important and big and, and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, like, hey, where do you direct a staff or where do you direct a church uh, or an organization? It's hard to really put your hands out and say, God, wherever you, whatever you want, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so I said, you know, that's kind of where we are. We're thinking two, four, six weeks out only. Um, there are some bigger things that are girls week in December that we've got to think about because you can't wait for two weeks to, to plan a whole, a whole weekend where hundreds of girls are coming, but, um, try not to try not to, to think so far ahead because what happens is if you try to, to think six months out, then one, you're probably not going to capitalize on where you are right now. And then two, you're more than likely going to have to change that anyway. So don't waste your time. Um, and so what, what we're trying to do is this is where do we want our students to be tomorrow? That's good. Where do I want my students to be in a week? And if I can, if I can plan that two to four weeks out and I can move my students, what I'm telling our, our staff right now is, how do we move students from here, this posture, mm -hmm. to here? Mm -hmm. That's a win. I'm not, I'm not worried about I'm not worried about the next big event or are we going to have to, what are we going to do when the new year hits? You know, yes, we have to as leaders think about that, 
I want our staff thinking about how do I engage a student now to help them grow in a maturing relationship with Jesus today so that tomorrow they can do the same for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so I know there's not like a direct answer to like, mm -hmm. hey, when you need to be thinking about this, this, and this, because, hey, here's probably where we're headed. I mean, I don't even want to put that in anybody's head right now. I want to challenge leaders to do this. What can you do for the kingdom today to steward a student today to help them be a generation of change tomorrow? And so it, it, it boils down to this, Brian, and here's where I am. And this is the, the outside of what I've already shared with collaboration. The biggest thing God showed me is this, especially in the ministry, in the setting that we are in, unfortunately, uh, with the larger, with the larger church is we get so busy. We get so consumed with thinking about what you just asked. Where are we headed? What are we doing? Where do we want our, what are we coming up with? What content that we forget to do ministry? And so I told our staff, I said, if you are not waking up every single day with a student on your mind and a plan in place to engage someone in their heart and their soul today, then we got to, we got to, we got to change some stuff or you need a new job. Meaning like, meaning you're not going to thrive if you're waking up planning stuff and strategizing stuff. Let's get back to the basics. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't overthink it. Do what Jesus would have done. And that's wake up with someone on his mind and lead them to himself. Um, and so I wish I had a magic, a magic, uh, you know, one, two, three, do these things. But I think what we've missed as, as, as pastors and ministries for, for a while now is in the name of Jesus, but in the power of ourselves, we've created a monster that is, that is this monstrosity of like big, big, big event, event, event that we've missed the small, simple, just do ministry, do what you were called to do. And that is fall in love with the hearts of people and shepherd them to Jesus. And so that's what we're focusing on. I tell our team every time, every day, I will, I'll send a message. Hey, are we having fun today? Mm -hmm. um, and what I mean by that is ministry and people is what gives you life. Mm -hmm. Are you having fun doing it? If not, let's have a conversation. How can I change as a leader or how can I help you get to where you need to be? That's so good. Folks, that you get to see the heart of Will and his staff in uh, Tennessee, but take that to heart. Uh, be, a, uh, be an influencer, be a champion, uh, wherever you're at. Uh, and I like that approach, uh, just seeing things uh, right now. Don't get uh, so busy uh, that you forget about ministry and you forget about uh, your students or even people uh, in your church or maybe even your staff because you're so focused long uh, long term, but focus on the now. I like that to two to three weeks or the four weeks out and and and, and having a greater impact for tomorrow for your students and, and your leaders and, and waking up and uh, having fun. I think that's uh, key uh, that we want to have fun as ministry uh, leaders. Sometimes we get so burdened that we take ourselves, folks, too seriously. Too serious. Uh, but, you know, lay down that guard down. Uh, have fun with your youth. Uh, and here's an idea. Maybe you want to have a pie eating contest, or maybe you want to uh, throw a pie in, a, in, a, in, uh, in a, a pastor's face, or maybe a student's face, or vice versa, where they can have, where they can just jam a, a blueberry pie or a cherry pie right in your face, where they can just laugh and, and have fun, and the barriers and the walls uh, can be broken. Do it. Yeah, man. 
uh, you know, so that's just great encouragement uh, from uh, Will uh, for you folks just to take heart and, and just really listen and glean from the wisdom. I know that's uh, for myself right now. I'm being encouraged, uh, being blessed uh, as well. And, and really, you know, we're just two guys here uh, that want to bring encouragement. Uh, we want to see the kingdom unified, uh, you know, not being distracted, uh, you know, but the walls being broken down where you can come together and just work together and learn from one another because we need each other, folks, uh, that, you know, ministry sometimes can feel lonely uh, and, uh, you know, where we're beat up, we're burdened uh, with ministry, but we need to be together as a, as a team, unified. Right. So uh, thanks, Will, for that encouragement. But before Will and before we uh, uh, continue on here, and as he's uh, praying, going to pray here for you viewers and pastors or students, uh, is I want to give Will an opportunity, whether it be a verse uh, or whether it be a word uh, from the Lord, I believe uh, that he has a word uh, or a verse. I just want to give an opportunity just to encourage you viewers uh, out there. So go ahead, Will. Yeah, I think <clears throat> there's a lot going through my head right now. I really, I really am burdened for the advancement of the gospel right now, but, I, but I'm encouraged by, by that same thought. And here's what I mean. What I, what I tell, what we talk about are three things. Now, this is more team-based, but the last one, the last one is what I'm going to focus on. Um, every day, we talk about one team, one vision, one passion. Mm. So one vision or one team, we're unified. So right now for us watching, mm -hmm. we're a one team under the umbrella of the Capital C Church. Our, our, our team is each other. Our team is collaborating together to come together unified, forgetting about denomination. We're not going to go plant churches together, but we can share Jesus together. Amen. Uh, and that's okay. And that's okay. So one team, one vision, the vision is the gospel. The vision is, is, is communicating the most important thing, and that is Jesus Christ. How are we pointing people to Jesus? So one, one team, one vision, and here's, a, here's one, and I'm a passionate dude, and I get fired up, uh, but one passion. Nobody should be more passionate about what you do than you. So if you're, a, if you're a pastor or you're a student on fire for the Lord or you're a parent on fire for the Lord and wanting to direct, you got nobody should be more passionate about the gospel than you. Because if we all wake up with that mindset, but I want to be fired up, putting my feet on the floor for Jesus today, then guess what? The kingdom actually advances. It goes from being something that is I want to do or that I know I should do, but I never do it, to I know what I need to do. I want to do this. And guess what? I'm about to go do it. And so I'm challenging everybody to have that passion within their soul that they wake up and they want to make Jesus known today and so nobody should be more passionate about what you do than you and so man that's just what i where i'm at right now is i personally want to have revival within my own heart and my own soul so that i'm so fired up not weird and annoying but just fired up to be authentic and truthful to share the gospel with someone just one person today doesn't have to be 10 15 20 uh one person and so man that, that's me that's what i would end you with one team one vision one passion that's so good, folks. You get to see as he was just getting stirred up, talking about. <laughs> I can't help it, dude. That's that's great. Talking about the passion. So I'm going to leave you with this: is you know, leaders, students, what is your passion? What mm. are you burn? Or, or you could say this: what what wakes you up in the morning? What stirs you up? And, and, and you know, we're a generation, uh, you know, that needs hope. 
but that hope is in Jesus Christ. We're so full of anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, fear, but you know who can break that? It's Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. You know, and that's what we want to encourage you with here today is run to Jesus. Yeah. You, know, you see the theme uh, here today is be creative. Don't look to other, other comparison or fall in the comparison game. But what can you do or what can we be as leaders? What can we do better where we're planted and where we're, uh, where we're rooted at? So uh, I thank you, Will, for that encouragement. I think people are going to be blessed uh, by this, by your word, by the passion that you have for this, uh, for this generation. Uh, so thank you. But I'm going to let Will here. Uh, I want to let Will pray for students and uh, whatever else is on his heart, uh, pastors, leaders, and the viewers as well. So go ahead, Will. Pray for us, man. Yeah, man, I'd love to, love to. <clears throat> Lord, we, uh, man, we come to you today. God, we are fired up, excited about what you're doing in our nation. God, we're fired up and excited about what you're doing across the globe. And so, Lord, right now, I pray, um, I pray that the comparison game will be set aside. I pray that collaboration will take place so that the Capital C Church, which is the way you intended it, uh, would, would, would be known. God, that we can come together, that we can unify together so that your name, Yes. The name that is greater than all names, Jesus Christ, may be made known today. And Lord Jesus, I pray for, uh, for passion. God, I pray as we're praying here in Nashville, Tennessee, not just Long Hollow, but so many churches that I'm talking through throughout our community and surrounding in Middle Tennessee area is this, is that we would see revival take place so that we could, we could write it down that in 2020, we saw a move of God happen. So God, we pray that. We pray that for whoever's watching right now. We pray for whoever winds up listening to this, even in the future, God, that you would use this message. You would use this, this time, God, to stir a passion within someone. Because I believe that, that every, we say every student matters in your investment in what could change the world. But I believe that everyone matters in your investment in someone could change the world. And so whoever that one is today, God, use them to go change the world not for themselves, not for the benefit of themselves or for someone else, but for the benefit and the advancement of you. So, Lord, I pray that over everybody. I pray that over myself. I pray that over Brian today. Uh, God, use us. And let us be excited about it. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Will. So there you have it, folks. This episode will be up here probably today uh, sometime. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm encouraged uh, by what we just chatted about. Uh, talked about here and advancing uh, the kingdom, uh, coming together as well, uh, folks, uh, leaders, students, uh, and, you know, one person uh, can make a difference. Uh, right. So God bless you all. We love you. We're praying for you viewers. And until next time, we might have uh, Will on here again in the future to see what, uh, to see what the team's uh, doing, see how Nashville uh, and his church is doing there in ministry. Uh, but hey, have passion, folks. Uh, parents, again, I uh, just want to reiterate what we talked about, that you are not alone. Uh, get on the resource, jump on that bandwagon uh, of the resources. If you're listening to this uh, uh, with uh, Pastor Shane, I believe, right, Pastor Shane? Yep, shane.sisk at longhollow.com. So get on those resources, some curriculum for you and uh, that. So uh, until next time, uh, God bless you, and we love you. We love you guys. Take care. Have a great, uh, have a great Friday. See you guys.